Hello and welcome back to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. Now I've deliberately held this show back to tie in wonderfully with the very exciting announcement of our album of the month for August. Out today, British duo Bob Villain present their stunning album, We Live Here. It is a collection of songs that deal with racism, police brutality and the socio-economic divide that's currently ripping the UK apart. It's a short, sharp, an utterly essential piece of listening. I caught up with Bobby from the band recently and we chatted beginnings, revolution, influence and the making of a band that doesn't intend to be pigeonholed. That's coming up a little later on following this week's edit album highlights. Some incredible releases have dropped these past weeks and some further amazing albums land today. One of those is the new Video Age record. So titled Pleasure Line, it's absolutely chocker with golden 80s style nuggets that will get caught in your head after just one play. Featuring a huge range of influences, the band site Janet Jackson, David Bowie and Paul McCartney to name a few. The songs are optimistic but also tinted with the same rosy hue. It's a brilliant summer lesson and available on Rough Trade exclusive blushing red vinyl. So get on down to this gem that could easily have been lifted from your favourite teenage flick. So, so good. This is Video Age and Aerostar. Next up, and Voices, the new album from the incredible Max Richter. I am a big fan of his work, be it his wonderful film scores or his long-standing and really mesmerising solo work. This latest project is inspired by the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. A 10-year work in the making, Voices offers a musical message of hope and a place to think. Max says, although the declaration isn't a perfect document, it does represent an inspiring vision for the possibility of a better and kinder world. This is an album to totally fall into completely and it couldn't have come at a better time offering pause for reflection and consideration in these very, very difficult times. Have a listen to a preview of this stunning track. This is All Human Beings Part 3. Up next, and the hypnotic song sung with new album This Ascension Is Ours, formed of twin sisters Georgina and Una McGuff. The album is produced by David Holmes and Kiefer Siancia of Unloved. So described as coming on like a space-age girl group transmitting directly from Jupiter, it also comes highly recommended by us. Totally for the curious, this one, gloriously anthemic. Check out this track from the record, This Is The Mind's Eye.
finally this week, a little-known Irish band released the follow-up to their little-known debut, which also happened to be our album of the year in 2019. Little bloody known my ass, at least not anymore, given the huge reaction we have seen to a hero's death. Fontaine's DC's new record is confident and complex and outrageously, outrageously good. Um, you all know I'm a big fan, but it really is a complete blinder. It's different from Doggerel, yet familiar all the same. Existing fans will lap it up and new fans will be immersed and born. Here in the UK, they are even battling out for number one with none other than Taylor Swift. Um, by the time you hear this, though, the race will be up, but I'm rooting for them. We're all rooting for them. Um, what track to pick? I am going to go with a slower one, actually. I love this track. Um, and I watched them do the live show on Monday the 3rd, and it was just awesome, and I loved this one in particular. So this is Fontaine's DC and You Said. You said You've been on the brink so slow down Don't get time to think now You try operating faster Operating faster Operating We both have a lot of things So that wraps another week of highlights. Dig in and dig deep into our edit picks plenty to go around. I'm speaking to Bobby of Bob Villain next on the band's awesome album We Live Here, our album of the month for August. The exclusive white vinyl pressing is super super limited so get down to Rough Trade Pronto if you missed the pre-order. We are so so excited to have this as our top pick for this month. Here's a little more about it. Enjoy and I will catch you in the next one. So, Bobby, welcome to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm here to chat to you today because your album with Bob Villain, We Live Here, has just been crowned Rough Trade's album of the month for August. Mm -hmm. So congrats on that. We are absolutely stoked to have our top title. It's so, so brilliant. Um, I just kind of wanted to rewind a little bit um, because you actually debuted this record back in June, I think exclusively on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wondered if we could chat a little bit about why you decided to release it then and in the way that you did. Yeah. Um, so it was, it had been completed for for quite some time and um, it was always a case of knowing what we had with this uh, record, with this project. Like we knew what we had, like with the title track we live here it, it, it we knew it was like this is a great song and then you know we had others like pulled pork on there which were like this is this is like a again this is a great so like i think the project as a whole we love it you know so we always knew what we had um we felt very feel feel very proud of it and um it was kind of a case of trying to get other people to see what we saw and feel how we feel about it. Um, And so obviously being 
um, DIY and uh, I use DIY instead of independent for various reasons, which maybe we get into kind of in a, in a bit. But um, so being DIY, we didn't have any support, obviously no PR or radio play or anything like that. So it was always a case of trying to, you know, get this out to a wider audience and going about it the way that we had always seen other people do it. Like you get PR and they get you into magazines and then they get you into this and you get a radio playing like that kind of normal route. But when that became, when it became clear that that wasn't going to work for us because of the nature of the band and the nature of the music, um, especially at that time now, it's very weird because when we were, say, let's say, shopping it around to people to try and get them to work on it with us in, in, you know, in, in, um, in getting it out to a wider audience, people were just turning it down. Um, some quite outright being quite vocal of like, yeah, no, I'm not working with it because it talks about this thing. And some being more like, ah, oh, it's not really um, like, you know, not really, it's not really for us at the moment. But now, obviously that just, now it, it kind of seems like, well, yeah, it's super like that what I'm, what, what, what like I'm saying in the lyrics as a lyricist, there's nothing extreme about it because of, because so much has changed in that, in that kind of, period of time that we were shopping it to the time that we put it out and that's why we decided to put it out because we had seen the murder of George Floyd and then we had seen the wave of demonstrations uh, happen across the US and then into the UK and other European cities and just felt like okay now's the time because clearly nobody wanted to be a part of it mm. at that time that we were shopping it trying to get people involved um and you know also kind of realizing the power that we hold ourselves of of that being DIY and being able to decide how we put it out where we put it out um and it just kind of felt like oh yeah now's the right way and because of those places, not kind of, you know, understanding it when we were talking about it and there wasn't this, um, you know, viral video um, of a man being murdered in the street to kind of to sway them or to help them understand some of the things that we're talking about. We just decided, well, you know. As you say, you've been speaking about and writing about issues of racism and all the things explored in the songs for some time now and you've had the record ready for you know a good while there must be a frustration in a way that it has taken such recent horrific acts for you know wider recognition and revolution to take place as much as it is welcomed it must be frustrating I suppose yeah it's um it's um, it, it is it is frust- it is frustrating because because of course these are things that we live with mm. so we live with the fear of being um you know not just being unlawfully um or unwarrantedly 
stopped and searched or harassed by police, you know, um, but also kind of um, living with, okay, well, if they do stop us, if they do search us, even if we're innocent of anything that they have us, you know, fit the description for, mm-hmm. um, it can still end very very bad for us do you know what I mean like we know we we live with this this is uh, this is not like a it's not um exaggerate exaggeration it's not hyperbole it's 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 real life do you know what I mean and and having like we've seen we've seen videos before of 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 black men being killed by police this is it, like the, Eric Garner is is one that is just mirrors George Floyd kind of you know that I can't breathe is yeah it's unbelievable do you know what I mean and it's like George Floyd is not and will not be the last video that we see that that looks like, like that and it is frustrating that you know, when we're talking about these things, it's kind of seen as, oh, this is a bit too much. It's a bit too extreme. It's a bit, you know, but that's obviously because the people that we're trying to rally around it mm. and gather support are not from our background. They're not from our culture. They don't live the same um, existence that we live. And so there is a lack of empathy there. Or at least there was at that time, you know, there was a lack of empathy. Um, still is, to be fair, I think. Yeah. Lack of empathy and lack of understanding, you know, a, a lack of kind of um, belief that somebody's existence, though growing up maybe on the same road, can be comp- completely different to your existence. You know, somebody's personal experience can be completely different to um to to your own just simply based off of the color of their skin we all know this to be true that people are not treated the same yeah. through various reasons right whether it's like color of your skin your gender your sexuality or your you know it, it, your sexual orientation it's just we know this this is like this is fact so of course it is very very frustrating but that is another reason as to why we just took that power. It took our power into our own hands instead of trying to hand it over to somebody. Yeah. Say, okay, we will decide um, where this music goes. Yeah, how this music is, you know, is is um, is distributed. It's a real like middle finger in a way to all the people that maybe dismissed you. And I guess if they're complaining of your content being extreme, they've got it, you know wrong like the extreme thing is the stuff that is happening that you are talking about how can that be dismissed when you're just raising the awareness of something that exists yeah it's it's difficult in that sense it's really really angering that's why i guess it seems so extreme because the things that we're talking because the 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 nature of things the nature of um uh yeah things that are inspiring let's say the the lyrics are extreme yeah and so the lyrics then reflect that and they they could be you know deemed as extreme uh especially if you're so unfamiliar with some of those um those uh 
you know, some of those topics that are being discussed. So, yeah, I think that's probably why. But um, I think now anybody that we come across would be hard pressed to say, oh, this is just, this is a bit too much. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think that they're going to have to think of a, of a different, um, a different excuse if they, they don't want to work with us now, which is fine. Um, going back a little bit further and sort of to the origins of Bob Dylan, um, you grew up in Ipswich, but I think you also have ties to East London. Mm-hmm. Um, so what sort of age and how did kind of an awareness for music begin for you? Um, for just like, as long as I can remember, to be quite honest, like, um, I remember seeing young artists, so like seeing people like Criss Cross and, um, like Lil Bow Wow, as he was called at the time. And, um, and even like Hanson, remember Hanson? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I kind of like I remember seeing them on TV and just thinking oh they they're like they're kids do you know what I mean and um, and then yeah just kind of like finding my way into it and just uh, you know DJing and MCing and writing and recording little pieces and, and writing poetry and just um you know, just it, like, just honestly, just it kind of, um, just my whole life, I think I've just been exploring with different, um, different ways of, 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 like we say, kind of, uh, voicing my opinion and, um, you know, kind of critiquing the, the things that I see around me. And, um, yeah, I think this, you know, it's just, for as long as I can remember, to be quite honest. I think when you listen to the album, you can hear so many different genres, kind of subcultures and kind of styles that clearly influenced the sound that is there today. And it's so great that we can champion so much music in one place for you guys. Mm. Is there kind of, or was there one particular band or movement or anything that was kind of your main motivator for starting a band in the first place or was it kind of an amalgamation of things um yeah it was yeah I think it was more um yeah an amalgamation of things because um I'd made music before um you know we created this band we'd both made music before Mm. we created this band um but you know the the music was very different because um again like the environments and the uh, that we were in and um yeah just because life was different you know and so this at the moment I think it's just kind of um it's taking all those things that we were exposed to and you know all of those experiences that we went through good and bad and just kind of chucking them all in the pot and just being like okay how are we going to, because there's so many different things in this pot, how are we going to make a cohesive kind of sound without it being this really crazy, like, you know, like left field experimental thing? We still want it to be listened to, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there was one specific band. I guess like so many others, your 2020 plans as a band have kind of been somewhat 
robbed from you um, through like <laughs> the cancellation of tours and kind of promotion and stuff. But what is next for this album? Yeah. And kind of where do you think the success of this record will take you? First off, I love the 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 phrasing of like robbed from from us because I because <laughs> yeah it's like it does it kind of does feel a bit like that like um <laughs> they've been robbed uh we just like a lot of bands at the moment rolling with the punches and um and doing the best that we can in um in our our you know in our struggle, you know, while we can't play shows, while we can't get face to face with people that are listening to the music. Um, these are obviously they're annoying things, they're frustrating things, but I think it's obviously always important to just remember that, you know, <laughs> there are people that are truly on the front lines against a pandemic that is, you know, killing people and there's just I don't know it just seems like there's so much more to worry about than um than you know not playing not being able to play music which obviously is yeah it's frustrating and obviously you know it's a it's a hit because this is this is man's job do you get me um but you know, I, I I think it's just like kind of when it, when put it into this perspective, it's like it's all right, you know. It's like it's fine. We will just do what we can do, and we're not gonna kind of you know get too frustrated with the things that we can't change. And I think that's really where we're at at the moment. Is like let's do what we can, and let's not get frustrated at the things that we can't change um but this project what's next for it uh i really don't know i i I would like to um i would like to kind of figure out some way of getting face to face with with people that have um you know listened to the project and um and uh have enjoyed the project so i could you know kind of create conversation and and hear people's um you know, favorite songs on air. Why? Why is it your favorite song, and what is it in particular? Like, I would like to kind of um, do that, which is obviously one thing that we miss from um, the live shows of, like, you know, that this that conversation afterwards because we are still at, you know, we're at a point where we get to to do that, which is super fucking fun because. You know, you hang out after the after the show and just talk to people, and they tell you why they like your music or what they think you could do better or <laughs> whatever it is. You know, so um, yeah, that is one thing that we're missing. So I would like to kind of um, figure out a way to do that on a very on a on a you know on a more personal level than just through the through a phone through a screen, but. Um, you have yet to figure that out but yeah. yeah i don't know we live here is just it's existing at the moment and it's 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 growing i think we're really excited to um to see it in rough trade um and you know because when we first put it out and and we had the pre-order for the vinyls on our band camp and stuff we just you know we assumed that it would just be um 
we'll get the vinyl, then we'll send the vinyls out. It's just that. Whereas like, I really love the idea of people going into the record store and just kind of seeing it and just coming across it and being like, hmm, all right, sure. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, uh, why not? Right. Because this is like, I buy, buy vinyl a lot um, more than I probably should. Um, but you know you have that when you're there and you're like fuck it like let me yeah let me this this cover looks interesting or if the store has made like a a point of like saying this is an album you should check out you're like all right yeah cool let me check it out you know what I mean and 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 being kind of pleasantly surprised or maybe disappointed when you get it home and you listen to it but (laughs) I like that thought that people are going to be in you know it's in store and people are going to be kind of discovering it because that's what that's that to me is 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 when music was truly discovered you know i think you stumble across it on the internet you stumble across it because there's so much in your way that you just if you trip over something you live oh we live here but um in the you know in the shops i think you're going to really discover it so uh yeah, I'm really, really excited, really excited for that. But um, yeah, who, knows, who knows what else? Yeah. We're super thrilled to have it. And actually, you just, you basically just described the rough trade experience uh, just then with the, you know, the discovering and the the intimacy of a, being able to kind of break those barriers down of being able to connect with an artist, I suppose, particularly with our in-store gigs. So mm. I would love it if you guys could come play some in-stores with us when things are safer and yeah. we'll kind of open again. I think that'd be awesome. And I think yeah, for sure. that would be a great space for, yeah, you to connect with people and have that conversation. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, you know, I've been to a couple of the, the, um, in-store gigs and like, and the signings as well that, that, um, yeah. that, that you, you guys do. And, um, yeah, it's like, you know, I think that is just, um, that is, that is a really, it's it's just like a really beautiful thing I think just to like you know get face to face with people like get face to face with the artists that you just watched and and you know kind of talk and uh you know I try to do that as much as I can when um you know when there's an artist that I just I love their music or um you know I've maybe recently discovered and I would like to go and see what they you know how they how they um sound live and you Mm. know if they're doing if they're kind of you know hanging around afterwards it's always nice to just you know let them know that you appreciated the you know you appreciated the 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 effort and the uh, the energy that they just put out and gave to everybody in that room and um you know also just kind of say that yo like yeah I, I love your uh your new song or your new album or whatever it is you know I try to be quite vocal um with that with the bands I love so um yeah, it would be really cool. Again, we're just so excited to have this record as our album of the month and wish you all the very best with it. And thank, thank you so you. much for chatting to me today. Thank you and thank Rough Trade for, um, you know, for, for, for giving us that platform. Like, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a staple of, um, of the, the independent artist. And um, yeah, it's a truly honoured to be, you know, to be album of the month. Frisco dinners for the poor, pizza with a side of misery. Teacher said when I leave, no one here will miss me. Didn't
know I was a sinner, but if they say so, well I must be Big lips, white nose, God knows no one will trust me Mum don't look like me, but thank God she still loved me Neighbours called me nigger, told me go back to my own country Said since we arrived, this place has got so ugly But this is my fucking country, and it's never been fucking lovely We live in a Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do, so if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.